All right, welcome to another episode of Southern Scrap Nation's podcast. I'm your host, as always, Daniel Jonas. And today on the podcast, we'll be doing an unapologetic idiocy. But before we do that, make sure to go to iTunes and write a review. Remember, our giveaway for UFC 245 and ESPN Plus is still out there. So um, we got one more week on that, and then I'll announce the winner. And we'll go ahead and get you that subscription for the year, as well as UFC 245. Um, so all you got to do is go to iTunes, write a review on our page, as well as check us out on SunscrapNation.com and all of the other social media platforms. All right. So getting into it, like I said, today is just an unapologetic idiocy. So with me, as always, I've got David Fitzgerald. What's up, you filthy fucking apple picker? Okay. Didn't that sound racist? Remember, I think Daniel Tosh, Daniel Tosh said Tosh that. Did it. Yeah. It, uh, it sounds racist, but it's not. I mean, it uh, yeah. totally could be. It could be. I guess Mexicans might be the apple pickers now, but even then, it's such like a Connecticut thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a, yeah. like, you're a pumpkin picker. But, like, that just makes me think of, like, white girls. Whoa, chill, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, probably, a, okay, here you go, foreigners. There's your, there's your thing that you can say to white people, you fucking pumpkin picker. That sounds about right. That's tight. That's tight. Right? Pumpkin picker. What you been up to, man? Uh, not much, man. The new gym is getting ready um, down in South End. So uh, we're moving to a new gym. I think it's our last week there. And then uh, Sunscrap Martial Arts Academy. Not Academy, but Sunscrap Martial Arts will be up and running. And I'll be doing Muay Thai at, I'll get the address, and we'll put it up on the website and everything. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'll be doing Muay Thai coaching. But for right now, I'm spreading my knowledge a little bit over. I feel you, man. Dude, the last thing I want to do today is Muay Thai. We did, I did close to, I'd say, four and a half hours of Muay Thai yesterday. Yeah. Same. My legs fucking kill, dude. For, for me, that's why I do Muay Thai Monday, Wednesday. Uh, Friday. Catch one on the back end Friday? Mm, there's nothing. A f- uh, Friday morning, I do. Okay. There's nothing on Friday evening um uh, sometimes i'll do saturday because they got a good saturday class uh-huh. there used to be a f- sunday spar or fighter class but there wasn't enough interest which is dumb because sunday's like the perfect day for it for me it's lord's day come on now come on boy um, whatever um and then yeah and then tuesday's thursday's for right now for me it's just jujitsu jiu-jitsu. see i liked having a, i like this gym around here it's you know a little more uh, proper Muay Thai, which is okay. Shout out to Lake Norman Muay Thai. There yeah. you go. Got your plug. It's cool. Um, I'm glad that big dude showed up last night. That dude was pushing about, what, 6'7"? Yeah, you know what's crazy? tall bitch. Yeah, and he's like your, yeah. he's like your frame, too. For, former, uh, former Atlanta Brave. What, like dude. baseball player? Yeah, he got picked up by the Braves. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's what he used to do, and now he's got to keep the competition up, so... Went into more time. Bro, that dude, all he has to do is throw... Wait, what did he... Well, I'd have to find out what he played. Dude, I don't, I don't know shit about baseball. I like the Braves, though. Man, if he was like a pitcher or something like that, all he would have to do is just like work. Just two. That's all yeah, just just two. <laughs> Not even, just like over Yeah, over, over <laughs> Just like... Yeah. Did he... He uh, he had some nice like, like uh, spinning kicks that were um, a little, little bit sneaky. I don't know if you see it up where you train, but... A lot of the guys that are good um, with the kickboxing in the area 
uh, the ones that have some, like, some time training, they all throw a spinning kick, so they all throw, like, a half-ass side kick or something after they throw a roundhouse kick. Uh-huh. Like, that's, that's their, like, go-to. It's, it's, for timing-wise, it throws me off a little bit, but then it's, like, the same thing. Like, they all know the same one. Like, if I, if I miss a head kick, I'm throwing a side kick off that, just firing off, like, a little something. It's not going to do any damage, but, again, it's just there to fuck up timing. But it's like it's this. That's what I mean. It's like it's always a kick. Like there's ways to, like what's more tie is missing a head kick and throwing a spinning back fist. Right. Yeah. 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 Because they don't they don't really throw spinning, like they do now, more often than or more than often more than not. But traditional when you watch a tie fight, it's like less miss the spinning back kick and then throw a spinning wheel kick or something right. like that. It's yeah. more. Miss it, throw a spinning back fist, or miss it and then bring it right back. Like they never. Uh huh. What I've been doing is throwing that Darren Till rear kick to where it's not coming in like sh- strictly sideways. It's kind of has like a little bit of an up motion to it. Whipping that back real quick and throwing a lead teep since the hands are already up. I'll throw like a lead teep a little bit lower to the gut. But dude, you know what pisses me off is the ab work they do there. It's nice. It's nice, but. For the next week, last time that was insane. For the next week and a half, I mean, I had a bag for a belly just from the swelling. Yeah, but that that was like such that was that a, was that's dumb. An, that, that they don't usually do that circuit yeah. kind of training. Also, so, not a good circuit. To but be it's doing. like I'm starting to hate ab day because I'm just going to look like shit for the next week. You know, if you really crush it, I get mad swollen. It looks like I have a gut. I don't. I don't you get have to it. like. You have to like. It's one of those situations. Like, you're going to be doing some, like, your abs should be conditioned to the point now where, unless you're doing some ridiculous thing like that, a three minute, um, in, uh, what is it? it in, inverted. Inverted. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, inverted hitting plus. you with the tie pad. I mean, fucking smacking me with but the tie for pad. For the three minutes, that's nonstop. And I was giving no it, sense. yeah, I was yeah. going the whole time. Yeah. That makes no sense. But, you know, like, to, to your point, my abs are conditioned yeah, yeah, at, so. at this point, so I'm not really taking any damage. Just, mm-hmm. like, average maintenance is going to cover. I don't need to do some ab blowout work. But how about that little girl there last night? Madison. Yeah, she's Dude, badass. What? I mean, I've never seen a young child just fuck people up like so that. So she, I just found this out yesterday. She trains um, boxing with uh, Ricky Rainey, who's a UFC fighter. Yeah. He's a local UFC fighter. Yeah. Um. And she's just she's in that sweet spot as a kid where, like, if you show potential, people will fucking do anything to help you succeed. Like, but you have to be a winner. And uh, a lot of people get on Gordon Ryan uh, online for this. And remember, people, Gordon Ryan's like twenty three years old, and he's already won ADCC and won all the Nogi championships you could possibly win in all different organizations. And people get pissed because he's so arrogant. But at the end of the day, like, people don't care if you're a winner. Like, if you're not a winner, no one gives a shit. Right. Like That chick's definitely a winner. Like, they people want to, like, do the participation trophies and everything and make everyone feel good. But, like, it doesn't matter how good you make everyone else feel. The, the can't, like, the wick that's burnt is only going to be for the person that wins. Like, it's going to have a ever, it's going to have a longer lasting effect on them. So she keeps on winning and she keeps on doing her thing as a kid. And I mean, she's only seven and zero now, I think. Um, but if she keeps winning and she keeps putting on that time, the wins are going to just keep that wick burning longer, 
and people are always going to be out there to help her because mm-hmm. she's got this potential star power. The rich will get richer yeah, kind of deal. So that's why I think it's super cool that they've got someone at that gym. Because um, if it was just another kid that's a dude, like, no one would give a shit. Yeah. But it's the fact that this girl's, like, a badass, and she's beating guys. Like, but the best thing for her career right now is the fact that she's beating dudes. Four or five of them, yeah. Yeah. When they were saying last yeah. time. That's cool, man. That's cool. Because with the, especially with this whole trans thing going on, like, she should fight a trans girl. <laughs> yeah, well, let's get off this kid topic because you know I get all amped up. <laughs> um, kids, bro. But yeah, dude. Yeah, she's a beast. Um, it's just a cool gym over there. I like a little like pure Muay Thai every now and then. But um, not a lot of those. Around there's here. not. There's not a lot of striking around here. There's there's strike. It's just it's delusional. Usually, yeah, it's fucking an. A, I feel like an asshole saying it's delusional, but it's delusional. I don't, and I'm always going to be the one that's wrong because I haven't been in the game long enough. I haven't been around this area. I was kickboxing when you were fucking still in the womb. But the fact that I've covered more knowledge in the 20 years that I've been a part of the sport, or not even 20 years that I've been a part of the sport, and they couldn't cover the same with right. all the time and money they've accumulated with all their gyms. Like, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Which, it is, it is weird. Like, if you have... I yeah. mean, we went down to ATT, for example, right? Yeah. There should be no excuse why a pro in North Carolina doesn't go down to ATT for, for fight camp. Even if you're for fighting sure. locally pro. Like, there's no excuse why you're not down there. Uh-huh. There's for a, sure. There's a hotel right next to it. It's cheap. You can Airbnb it. Yeah, it's. But here's the thing, and I I get this right. So I've, you know, I've been talking to people recently, and they're like, how, how, can you run so much, and like, like how do you get all your shit done as far as like, you know, exercising and whatnot, or just like like staying on top of a diet or like learning the ins and outs of that. It's like, well, I, I don't have a nine to five. Okay. So like, while you're at work, I'm, just doing hours of work on my body or, or, you know, kickboxing or running or something like that. So it's like, I get it if you don't have that. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about pros. Yeah, pros, right? Yeah, yeah. so that's what I'm getting to. It's like, so I get those people. If you don't have, like you, know, you have yeah. eight hours out of your day taken away because you're, you're working, okay. Amateurs, like, get, like, don't. Yeah, if you're running a gym and that's your livelihood, dude, you got to be on top of your shit. Well, you yeah, have to have run, that. If you're in, running a gym. Or even if you're just, if that's your life is the fight game, you have to be just like totally engulfed in it. Like, in, and there's no excuse for you to not have the knowledge at right. this point. Yeah, no, I mean, especially with you see, that's what I'm trying to say is like, you, you Uber, right? Yeah. Uber, you can do it anywhere. For those six weeks that you're in fight camp, Uber. Like, or, like, that's what I'm saying for these guys is, like, you just save your, you save your money, you get an Airbnb, you bring people down with you. Don't make this a solo trip. Bring some of your people down so then they can also learn. And that way they can bring that knowledge back with them so that way when you go and you go back to sparring and you go back to pad holding or whatever drills you do, they at least brought that knowledge with them so you're not fucking trying to teach everyone, like, this is what they do down there. Mm-hmm. And then, in turn, you're making your gym better and better and better. And then... There's no, but it's Florida. No one's asking you to like fly anywhere. Yeah. It's like I know a kid that drove down to Florida to fight. 
in this in the same area that we were at when we went down for uh, hard knocks and all that. Yeah. Drove from North Carolina. Yeah, right? drove from North Carolina. And like, yeah. you're not getting paid in that fight promotion. You're not getting paid for the trip. And I'm just saying for pros. I'm not even saying for amateurs. Yeah. I'm just like, if there's nothing here, don't try to cling on to what's here and dilute yourself and try to make you think, oh man, I am going to get better with this place. Because you're not. Yeah. I've seen what amateurs do up north. I've seen what amateurs do across the globe. I've seen what the pros are doing now, too. Uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, you can watch it on TV to watch what they're doing. But if I know amateurs that, in skill-wise, could go five rounds with you and have no shadow of a doubt that I'd give it to them, got to change up your game. Yeah. you got to get that knowledge. If you were, But if you had to stay around here, what would your... Where would you go? What would your facility be? What would your gym be? What would your team uh, look like? I would just do Charlotte Jiu-Jitsu for my ground and stuff because um, Piper's pretty relaxed on, like, working, all that. And as far as Jiu-Jitsu goes, he's the best in the area because it's not – it's grappling less than it is Jiu-Jitsu. I don't mm-hmm. go in there and I don't fucking put on a gi and stand in line and bow to a guy that died, like, two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't like. I don't abide to this whole. Well, respect, no, dude. Respect. <laughs> like I don't like. There's no. There's no formality. So I get the hard training. Like it's it's cut and dry. Hard training. That's what it's there for. We learn some technique, and then we learn what's fucking relevant right now in the jiu-jitsu world, and we go to technique, or then we go to hard training, and then as far as striking goes. Um. I don't know. I'd probably just stick with myself, and then I'd find, like, an MMA gym, like mm-hmm. one of highest stand or or uh, gymos or whatever, and then I'd go there for, like, sparring okay. and MMA drills maybe once a week. Because with, with striking, you know, if you just have a bag, you can, you know, you can do your homework, watch your fights, see what's working or whatever, just work some different things and well, apply so it to sparring. With yeah. The, yeah, with the new place that's here or the new place that's going to be opened up, like, I would just coach and... Yeah. Work with those. I'd go to Lake Norman Muay Thai. Yeah. Um, but as far as like, I would just do a day out of the week for MMA. I don't mm-hmm. need a week of going to this. Like, I watch some of the guys on that are getting ready for fights this weekend that are uh, part of these teams in North Carolina. They're like fucking blood, sweat, and tears with my brothers. Fucking camaraderie. We all. If I one goes to war, we all go to war. It's like I don't need. Like I don't. I don't need that in my life. That is. It's a monster sticker in, like, verbal form. It's just like, <laughs> you know Tap Out wasn't cool, guys. <laughs> like, we we never liked Tap Out. <laughs> Dude, never. I like Tap Out. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> tap, tap Out is the t-shirt of a monster energy drink. It is. It is, dude. It's so funny to watch how, like, style progresses over time. Like, some shit that... Like, I think 2006, 2007, 2008 were probably the worst times for style in history. You're Just not like wrong. Monster and, like, affliction shirts Dude, uh, and, like, loose jeans. Osiris. Osiris. Just big old clunky shoes, dude. Which I fucking drank some of that Kool-Aid, boy. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy as, a, like, skating. Like, it was crazy that the, that was, like, the peak of skater style. Like, that's what 
was yeah. the cool thing. But then everyone went away from it and got into other stuff. But, like, you look at skater style now, and you're like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> like, they fucking got it together. Yeah, it is It is kind of cool looking. Like, the, va- the way Vans is now and yeah. how they kind of match up with, like, Ruka and stuff. Like, it's, like, almost interchangeable with the surf community. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, cool. You guys got your shit together. See, that's, that's what I think. Like, you know, the Reebok deal is expiring and everything. I would be psyched to see, like, see him go back to how it used to be with, like, sponsors and whatnot. But, like, when did the Reebok deal kick in? It's been a while. So, like, it was pretty fucking lame back then, right? And then it went straight into Reebok. Now we're coming out, and shit's, like, really cool looking now. So if you just had, like, the Ruka team in there, think about how dope their shit would be and, like, different series and everything. Yeah, you'd have to do do collabs because the problem is, like, the average sports-watching fan isn't, like, a SoCal surfer. So Ruka, to them, is, like, I don't know what brand that is but for jujitsu people uh surfer people some mma people like ruka you know, if you know ruka it's fucking great yeah um but like if they could get off of reebok and maybe do like nike dude i want to see what nike would bring to the fight game reebok's just we're even a puma like take puma would be tight because you'd i like the idea of getting with a brand that kind of does European style. Yeah, yeah, that would be like, I think almost like Adidas too. Yeah, yeah, Adidas do. is yeah. Would be like that soccer Euro style. I like that. That would be MMA. cool. It would just be cool to see like the like under the tabs you'd have like sport, like like Puma sport or Puma martial arts or something. You have like the compression shorts and like the uh, compression pants or whatever. Some, like bags to carry your shit. That would be really nice because there's really nothing right now. There's like again, Ruka's got some cool shit. Maybe Fairtex, but like think about because Adidas for a while did do Adidas combat gear. That yeah. was cool, but I want to see them like go all out on some like even the gloves that would be introduced. Like get put Nike technology like Pro Combat, bring Pro Combat back, and put that into a pair of gloves. Remember that one out? It was like now it's just Nike Pro. I don't think a D. I don't even think Reebok does the gloves. I know, I think it's just but like, I'd like to see some of these people get in the glove game and step it up a bit. Oh yeah, I mean it's kind of crazy that even with boxing, you haven't seen like a Nike pair of, unless Everlast is some like, sub company, right? Right. Nike. Which I don't think it is. But either way, like it, it's, yeah, it's crazy that none of these bigger companies have even had the idea of like getting into the boxing game. Yeah. Maybe Which, shoes. Maybe boxing shoes. Maybe they have yeah, Oh, yeah, box. yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. There's Adidas boxing. boxing shoes and whatnot. Nike boxing shoes. But it's like, maybe I'm delusional. Maybe it's not that big. Maybe people, like, to this day, I don't know, like, even as much as I'm at gyms and whatnot, I don't know that many people that fight or even train. But just just the, just the how long culturally boxing has been around. You know, at, at one point, everyone knew about boxing. Yeah. So I'm surprised there wasn't, like, this big, like, even looking back at old stuff, boxing gloves from the 70s, I'm surprised there wasn't, like, a Nike one or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, here's here's something that I was thinking about the other day. Also, I don't know when Nike came out, so fucking, I'm pretty sure it was before the 70s. I don't know. I went to Oregon. I think that's where the origin of it all was. But here's something I was thinking about the other day is, if you look at yeah yeah, yeah 1964. 64. oh yeah, you know I'm gonna look up. 
because we have this. Nike boxing. You know, I'm about. We're about to eat everything we fucking just said. Mm, maybe is title part of? I don't know, but title's fucking gay. I know. I'm telling you, Everlast might be like this. Oh, title. It's title. That's a. Uh, oh no, boxing shoes. Yep. Yep. Just boxing shoes. Mm-hmm. Mouthpiece. Mouthpiece. I guess so. Never mind. Yeah, we were right. Um, but if they would rebrand MMA and boxing and get, which they've done okay with boxing, but they need to get this fucking like hard rock style out of there. Like that might've been cool in like 2009 with like Chuck Liddell and all that, but that's not it anymore. Like if I could, when I watch like Darren Till fight or something like that on the highlights, I don't want to hear like, um, let the bodies hit the floor on the highlights. It should be like, Almost like classical music. Dude. I think it should be more like athlete driven, but in like, you know how the NFL set up, it's like all hip hop. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Same with the NBA. But I think like martial arts should be sold as like more artistic than that. Okay. Like almost like tennis. You'll get that from one FC, but not from MMA that's, or from UFC. That's such a bitch, man. I, I want it to be branded like tennis is. You'll, they still do face the pain. As their like main song, yeah, it's. Uh, but I think that kills uh-huh. them. And and the UFC, like the casual UFC fan or a UFC fan know, in general, just... I hate them. <laughs> it may, it may, yeah, dude, they're just like I just hate them. Like I, like let's get out of B dubs. Let's go somewhere else. Like get make this sport pretty because it is pretty. It's brutal. It's like the oldest sport. It's like. But it, it what what also suffers about it is the number of fights that they have because then you have when you watch these fights on casual TV, you get a lot of the it's brutal. You get more of like the brutal sense because they're not as like not everyone fights like Israel Adesanya. Not everyone fights like Anderson Silva. So technically, it's there are some guys that are very beautiful in fighting, but they're like saved for the very. But then you have yeah, but then you have like a Khabib who couldn't. You know, like, who is just this harsh... Yeah. I don't know. And I do like the trash talk and everything, but I'm... You know, I, I was talking to some, some folks the other day, and there was I was like, so, like, why is this more, like... Why do more, like, aggressive men enjoy this rather than, like, casual woman? Right? And it's because, like... One, it's brutal. Yeah, I get it. But, like, these guys are all fucked up looking and everything, like, the ears and all that. And it's like... It's kind of tough to look at, and, and it's all just, like, so in your face and so aggressive that it's, like, that's not even what it feels like when you're in a gym. Mm-hmm. It's not usually some guy, like, hey, fuck you, man, all that. It's very, like, respectful. and They don't, they also don't, they also don't build backstories for any of the fighters, so no one has any, like, stake in any of it. Right, so with the Nate and Jorge Masvidal fight, like, they did a good job. Well, George, like, Masvidal did a good job putting out his own YouTube channel. Like t- And they did, like, these sit-downs with Nate and George on, like, their past and stuff. And then you start listening to it, and you're like, oh, okay. I start feeling for this dude. I've got a feeling for this dude. But there's also, like, <clears throat> 600 to 1,000 more fighters that no one knows anything about. And then when yeah. they watch them, all the fights leading up to that one fight, everyone's just like, I don't know these guys. And they're kneeing each other in their faces and... They're super aggressive and yeah, 
like unless a fighter does a good job in marketing himself outside of what the UFC does and make people care about him, like it's very hard to get attached to that sport. I can understand that from like an average casual viewers, especially. Uh, we had a good, we had a, we've had a good, we've had more positive experiences in gyms than we've had negative experiences. And our very first experience in a gym was way more positive than it was negative. So it, it, it attached to our brain a lot better, right? What do you mean? So like there's a lot of people that go into a gym and they go to the wrong gym and they end up sparring on the first day and they go against a dude that beats the fuck out of them. Yeah. And then they're like, I don't want to do this. Right. And or and then they just never do it again. Mm-hmm. And so and just as just as there's a and I'm sure there's a lot of people with a lot of positive experiences, but just as many as they're a positive, there's just as many negative as well. So it's like there might be a lot of people with bad taste in their mouth when it comes to watching UFC to the very same fact of like someone could be watching UFC and their girlfriend broke up with them on that night of watching it. Right. And now it's got this bad taste in their mouth because I don't know, everyone's a little bit of a bitch somewhere in their life so yeah. like maybe that was the one thing that was like oh my fucking wife i walked in on my wife and she yeah. and this dude were banging it out to holloway versus <laughs> <laughs> holloway to poirier and i didn't know what to look at <laughs> so it's you know. yeah yeah I, I feel that i just think like so like when you have a fight like let's say even you know one that's not so beautiful like but it is would be like dc stipe right mm-hmm. Even that isn't like some heavy metal type, you know. Mm-hmm. You could you could just market that differently. You, I mean, you got to market it as competitors because if anything, like you see a lot more competitors in MMA now than you do fighters. So, like, just marketing, like, getting it to a sport aspect rather than like fashion will come. You just weird, like, you just got to focus MMA on getting it to the point where when you talk about it. People talk about it like football. When someone yeah. says football, I That's imagine I, press yeah. conferences. I imagine a legitimacy to it. I imagine like uh, a commission. Like I imagine like everything has I mean, every even big football. It's a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Flawless. You know, it's it's TV friendly mm-hmm. in the sense of like they can't go too nuts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's got to get to that point first, and they got to have all their uh, like. It's right now a Western in MMA where the commissions are all funky. They don't even go into the same rules. Like, it's the fucking Wild West still, even though they've got USADA, even though they've got um, all the commissions trying to get on the same, even though it's getting more and more popularized, even though they're on the same uniform, all this. They're still not, they still don't have one commission. They still don't even have a, a union for the fighters. They, like... There's a lot of things that these pro sports have that make it that well-oiled machine that, you know. Yeah. One thing they do have really going for them is, um, you know, everybody likes, like, remember the Odell Mm -hmm. contract? These, these, like, big-time money deals. Mm Mm-hmm. They love that. People love that shit. People love to watch. There's only one bankrupt doing that. Yeah. I mean, not bankrupt, but they're... That's know. one thing that fighting has that I, I think is going to... What I like about fighting, too, is it's it's one of those sports that meshes very well globally. Like, it works everywhere because mm-hmm. it's the same thing everywhere. Like, you don't, get, you don't get American football everywhere else. And anyone else that wants to compete in it gets fucked up. Mm-hmm. 
whereas fighting like every other country's done some sort of it, some sort of fighting to where now MMA is so general that like the Asian cultures can do really well, like one fucking European cultures can do super uh-huh. well, Brazilian cultures just super like South American culture. Canada, like every part of the world, even now Africa's being coming bigger. With yeah. It. So, oh yeah, get ready, guys, for the Nigerian takeover in a couple of years. You won't have any fighter that's not our champ that's either Chinese or Nigerian. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's so. cool. Yeah. I don't know. There are some uh, some bangers coming out of Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And then Chinese, they're pouring all their money into it. Yeah. Which uh, what's that? What's that Chinese dude's name? Um, Zong or whatever. He had that killer team alpha male. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sick overhand. Mm-hmm. Dude's a beast. Yeah, that Uri Faber uh, was like. He's when he ju- got his yeah. He, he's a jujitsu guy. He's not even. He's not even a fucking yeah striker. Yeah, my ass. Yeah. Whatever, dude. <laughs> so what else has been going on, man? Um, not really shit. Uh, you're going to Atlanta this weekend, and Dude, hell yeah, that's like I'm itchy to do something this weekend. I might go out with my girl to like some bar or something. I don't know. I'm just itchy to do something. Dave East is coming. Dave on East Sunday, is cool, but I don't know if that's like my crowd of people to go see live. What do you mean by that? Like it's like hard. Well, rap. What do you mean by? You know what I mean? Like I'd be cool to I go think see. I know what you mean, but I don't. <laughs> not like that, bitch. Uh, no, like, uh, for example, I don't want to go see um, s- who who are the fucking masked uh, uh, juggalos. No, the um, Slipknot. Slipknot. Like, I wouldn't want to go see them live. Just not like Juicy J was cool live because that whole crowd's great. Going to see ASAP Ferg. That ASAP was pretty Ferg's fun to go see dude. live because that whole crowd's great. I just feel like a Dave East crowd. Yeah. It'd be like going to a game concert or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, it's like they're going to go see him because they all are part of the same gang at some point, and it just seems like <laughs> I don't want to walk in there wearing red or something. Like I don't want to go in there and have to fucking worry about what I'm wearing. And But it's been cool to be going out with to be, to be go out with my girl because she's Asian, and I'm like fucking don't look white at all. Um so like we've been going to comedy uh, comedy shows and stuff. It's just funny to be to watch the comedians like pan through to do crowd work, and then I just see them meet eyes with us, and they're like, "That's way too complicated." Like I'm not, you can't pick that one apart. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting into that. And then they just like move over to like the easier <laughs> shit. <laughs> so I hope Schultz comes here. I'm gonna get front row. So uh, I'm yeah. trying to get fucking roasted, bro. Um, how was the Louis? Dude, Louie was amazing. Yeah. It's Yo, crazy to see him I've never drop had, back into clubs and whatnot. He had a five minute standing ovation when they came when he came out and like a nonstop standing ovation when he's, he's such a beast. What sucks is like for anyone to have his you know, his feet kicked out from under him, it sucks that it's that guy because he like, you know, the left eats their own and whatnot, but he actually had such a progressive show and progressive comedy. He's such a progressive person, but it's actually in a way that, uh, that is genuinely good. 
Yeah. Like, I liked how he casted for a show. So, like, you know how his wife was black in the show, right? Mm-hmm. It was because she was the best for the part. Right. He's like, I don't care about, I don't care about anything else except who's best for the part. Dude, he's got a, he's got amazing bits that they're like he did a not when I not I mean I, he may have trashed this bit because of the controversy and that's why I didn't hear it, but his bit on the Parkland shooting was like why do I have to listen to these kids talk about like shit. Like, why should I feel good for you because you push some fat kid in the way? Like, like that's that was his joke about the Parkland shooting survive. Like, because they were trying to make this big deal. Like, they were trying to stand up and talk. And it's the same thing with this fucking Greta, whatever her name is, to talk about global a global climate change. Listen, this is one of those moments where I do side with boomers on the sense of, hey, you've only been in this world for like not that long. And for, and I get that you're a victim of gun violence, and I, I, I get that you're gonna be a victim of climate change in the future. But like, one, those are issues that are not gonna be solved by a fucking fourteen year old. Sorry, that's just the way it is. It's just, just because you say something. Also, you don't have a gun. Like, you can't make things happen because there's no authority behind it. Like. Greta, the girl that was talking about climate change, we should do something about it. It's all in passion. She's fucking crying. Oh, like, I'm going to die when I'm 40. Because um, the world and all what you did, it's like, but, like, you can't make us. Yeah. Like, what you-, you know, people people just like this shit. People yeah. just like a kid freaking out over something. or It's just like, it's, it's, dude, it, I'm, I'm, it's just like, um, what is it? Like, stimulation porn. That's yeah. it. That's all it is. It's just like I, I want to get mad because with these people, like, oh, she's crying. I want to see this little girl freak out, or like, everybody likes a like some kind of story that's like, you go, girl, or like, first black person to do this and that, and like, dude, at the end of the day, I don't think, like, nobody really gives a fuck. Everybody's forgetting. It's like I've that South Park on, episode. I've been on on it, that bro. Like, on I... that fucking shooting. It's like, yeah, people are kind of just like. Okay, like yeah, that's how you make sh- that's how you make shootings stop. Dude, make a South Park episode, episode about and God. make shootings lame. Like right now, so it used to be it was for the longest time serial killers. We just mm. idolize serial killers. Bundy. We have all these documentaries and everything. The Zodiac killer. Like, um, uh, that that was like our jam is serial killers. Now, just like the cool thing now, like is to be some little, you know, in your head spit fuck that starts shooting. That's it. Like everybody like they were romanticized to Columbine shooters. We had it in American horror story and all that. We talked about this yesterday, but it's um it goes back to like that South Park episode where it's the first episode of like not this this current season but the season before where it's, it becomes, like, such a normality that people get so desensitized to it, but in the way that you're saying is just like, okay, yes, there's school shootings. Yeah. Like, in Middle East, Palestine, fucking Israel, like, there's people that have to go to school in war zones. And it's just, it sucks that right now our fucking fetch thing is school shootings because it's a very directed thing. It's like, yeah. what? And it's a, it's, a, it's a sucky area. Like, the only worst school type of shooting would just be mass hospital shootings yeah and i'm not trying to give anyone ideas but you know people in just mass rooms and just being hospital 
shooting. And people just like laying in beds up and down on floors, just yeah. really easy targets. You could just get like no one asked for ID and stuff. And, yeah. Um, but it just sucks that our thing is that. But in other countries, like hospitals, schools, fucking residential homes are being bombed, and like, and they just yeah. they just so, go on, man. So that's the thing. That's the thing. So right now, it's romanticized. Yeah. Even if it's terrible, there's like vigils and it's a breaking news story and people get paid off that shit and like then it sparks this whole debate and this activism movement but you know in like a war-torn country it's just fucking annoying it's just life so yeah so once it gets to that i think that's how you stop them is you stop making them like you're not some sort of like you're not some sort of you know anti anti hero or some sort of joker villain writing their manifesto and all this you're just fucking lame you're just yeah, lame and Joker people are tired. is a good point. People it's are just like, tired. Like, that one. Yeah, so yeah, just yeah. get tired of it. That's how you stop them is when somebody does it, it's like, that's not fucking, that's, because you're not some, some it, like. It's not true terrorism. People want to be significant. Because true terrorism brings people together like 9-11. This just divides us more. And, like, you hear the division more and more with school shootings on, like, the issues that come in hand, like the gun violence, like gun laws and all this. But whereas like when 9-11 happened, where it was an actual terror event, everyone's like, fuck everything. Let's get all together and let's go kill these people. Yeah. Like it was more of a community building thing because there was a foreign, there was a foreign enemy. There's like something that we could all rally behind. But these school shootings, it's like you're talking about. It's just like another Joker movie over and over. And everyone's yeah. like, next thing you know, we're going to just have school shooting movies in 10, 20 years yeah. where, like, they do a Zodiac killing movie or Zodiac killer yeah. and Ted Bundy Netflix special and all that kind of shit. So and all, all it is, is is somebody sitting at home and, like, oh, that's terrible. Like, what do we do? What do we do? And then you have all these people around, like, like you know, just uneducated fucks talking about, like, this I, This is the, the way we handle this. This is mm-hmm. the way. And it's, like, no one's asking you, first of all. Right. Nothing's going to change. Just the fact that you're even giving some sort of response or that they're getting a rise out of you is just, that's why there's going to be another one. But the moment you stop giving a fuck, the moment you're like, this is lame, you're right. It has to be on the magnitude that, like, if it's true terrorism, it brings people, like, off the couch. Mm -hmm. They don't just watch it anymore. They go out, like, even just how nice people were to each other. And, like, the the nationalism, the patriotism. No one's signing up at their local... Police department. Yeah, there's yeah. no one lo- signing up at their local police department to stop school shooters. No. People are were signing up to join the military when 9/11 happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there was not. It's like this whole sc- it, even this, and then the Epstein thing. Like, there's just these things in the in the in the news, and they just they're built to just rile you up. Uh-huh. And it, I don't know why people get so fucking wrong. I don't get it. Like, I don't get where people have this energy to be angry about things that just don't fucking matter. It's probably, I think it's just a lack of adversity in their daily lives. So I'm surprised that people from something. the Sandy Hook shooting care about the people from the Parkland shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that, well, that wasn't our school. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... Yeah. Like the whole the 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 niece with the car that ran everyone over in Paris, mm-hmm. it, just because it was on the news, people cared. Yeah. But if there was no news and no one heard about it, like if you watch, yeah, if you watch the like, object permanence. Oh shit! Hit the mic. If you watch the like the ticker at the bottom of uh, at the bottom of 
like Fox News or mm-hmm. CNN or whatever, that like little little stream going by, it's way worse than what they're talking about yeah. on like what the content is. So like they're talking about like some trans person got pissed off or whatever. At the bottom, it's like you know forty three thousand died in mosque bombing or mm-hmm. something, or like a whole city was just you know wiped off the face of the earth. It's like that's not you know we don't give a fuck. It, we don't well, give a fuck. It, it's object permanence as yeah. an adult. It's, it, yep. It's not there. So, yeah. I can't see it, so it doesn't exist. It's not volunt- like it's not, in- it's not voluntary. It's not involuntary. It's we're conscious of the event, so then your body's trying to go, do we feel about this? Because people died. But then it's like our eyes go, well, we, didn't, we weren't like there. Yeah. So then your brain and body are just so fucking confused and some people lean into the oh my god all these people but then some people lean into the the inner child in them and it's just like i don't see it so whatever yeah i think i think like the school thing's big because it is children mm-hmm. which that's that about sucks, as bad as, you, as bad as you can get it fucking sucks but and uh, you know people have kids and they think like oh my god but, but like, overpopulation is a problem <laughs> But like, okay, so so you take that. We all want to pick. We all want to pick issues in this world, and we we got to talk about some of them. Gun violence is one of them, but overpopulation is also one of them. That's your big one. You want to talk about climate? <laughs> you want to talk about climate control? Well, climate control doesn't happen until ecosystems start balancing themselves out. <laughs> uh, but like, if you've ever seen someone who's like kid dies like- in a car wreck, and like you know those people, yeah, that's way darker than anything you're going to see on TV that because sucks. it's real. But it's still, like, at the end of the day, bro, at the end oh, of the day. Oh, here we go. Do you really care if your friend's kid dies in a car accident? Do, no. No, right? <laughs> yeah. It just, you, like, it's not your fault, though. It's just not your fault. I mean, I care. Do you, I care? Yeah. yeah. I care, but I, I don't want to see them well, hurt. Bringing over food every day is going to stop at a certain point. And, it's, you know, it's always some, some friend that's not really the friend that's there rubbing on their back and everything. It's, it's just it, like, Because at the on. end of the day, dude, it's a kid, and guess what? Your wife can make another one. Oh, my Christ, dude. <laughs> hey, dumb you, people do it all the time. <laughs> I, I feel like every time I sit down here, you're you're just one step away from genocide. No, just. not even. People don't <laughs> listen to me, so it's never going to happen. Uh, okay. Yeah, fuck everybody. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's, you convinced me. It's so easy to make more of us, so like, you know. You convinced me. But then, okay, to be fair, if I died in a car wreck, which I'm probably going to die in a car wreck or something, gay like that i don't expect anyone to i would care because you're like a brother to me right but like at a certain age you got to realize the vigil's coming down i know dude <laughs> the fucking the me throwing little tears every so often it's gonna go away <laughs> and your boy's gonna go back to making breakfast tacos in the morning i'm just gonna be a sick tattoo yeah, on dude. <laughs> a sick r.i.p tattoo Dude, R.I.P. Chris Dudley. Yeah, my mom. Yeah, dude, R.I.P. Duds, dude, man. He was one of our best friends. Died in a car accident, and guess what? First time I brought up his name in like, I don't know, a couple months now. Like, I don't know. We talk about we talk about. But it's just like Dudley every now and then. It's just like have more people die in your life. Like get get over. Like it happens, man. Yeah. We're we're fragile creatures. We think we're invincible because we live in these boxes and there's no crocodiles eating our legs, yeah. and the only sea thing that scares us is cancer and even then that's 
rather get that than get eaten by a crocodile. I don't know, man. That that's what actually freaks me out. Is if I get like MS or ALS or cancer or something. That's but, just... but at the end of the day, still, you don't get chomped, gator rolled, and then left to come back and snacked on. So you don't die in that immediate moment because the crocodile doesn't kill you. It takes you, puts you under a log, and comes back for you every so often. So cancer's starting to sound pretty nice, <laughs> <laughs> especially because they're like one or two years away from curing it all. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like, – imagine to be the last person that dies from cancer. <laughs> that would suck balls, dude. Like we almost got it figured out. Just hang in there. Hang in there. and just <laughs> Or just like all the people that are in like stage four, clo- closing in on stage five, and they have the cure, but they're like – Is there a stage five? No. That's hurricanes, death. you it's fuck. Like, no, 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 but it's like, you know, you're stage four, but like you ain't – Going, you're not taking a step back. Like the cancer is only taking steps forward. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, we have a cure. But yours is. It's only for stage three. Yeah, it's like. Yours isn't getting any better. <laughs> Dude, I. If you had any listeners, <laughs> they have just been gone for a minute now. Dude, it's the best. <laughs> um, I mean, my job is just. My job's this, and uh, but shout out to the people in Mexico for making this the number twenty five sports podcast. Dude, shout out to Singapore making it number eight. Philippines, Philippines, whatever. The Filipino listeners out there doing killing it, fucking badasses out Um, there, making me number three because we fucking spit hot fire, and uh, they get all of our cultural references. Um, (laughs) I should say Manny Pacquiao at least once during the podcast every time. Yeah, shout out to Congressman Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao's goat. But, like, as a congressman. As a congressman. <laughs> the best congressman out there. Dude, in the words of... Um, in the words of FDR. Okay, wait, I wait, can't wait. pop wood without blue chew. That's blue chew. Blue chew. Um, SSN30 for your first free shit. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, wait. Let's break this down real quick. Because um, we both now have had this happen. Okay. Um, our exes are pregnant. Yeah. Young. Or she was younger, right? Uh, she's not dead. Uh, I think so. I don't remember. Probably. Probably. Right. Yeah. right. So younger. That makes me think to, let's say, 24, 23 in their life. My mom made a good point the other day. She said a marriage is f- for as long as it is. Kids are forever. This is what I was talking about with the ecosystem and the culling thing. Hey, don't go out there and just have kids. This is a PSA. Uh, Spay and neuter your children because having more without, like, fucking sitting down and making sure everything in your life is fucking set doesn't make it any better for everybody else. You're... When people look at kids coming up and they complain about them all the time, you're adding to the problem. Yeah. I just don't think it's a fucking, I don't know what the, like, I'm very, like, weirded out by this. Because cause in, it, the conversations I've had with the person we were very leaning towards, if anything ever happened, $300 covers everything, 
right? And they were super supportive of that idea. Yeah. But now it's just like not even the marriage issue, not even like building a – like let's just have a kid. Like the, Yeah. Like, why don't people think it's a fucking big deal? That's my thing. That's what I'm trying to get to. What's weird about the exes, which, I mean, I I haven't talked to this. Yeah, no. But just from knowledge of knowing them as a person. Yeah, so from knowing them and being so anti, like, just at one point, almost being smart about it, you know, like. Exactly. And and you know this person. And you know that no matter... (laughs) No matter like it hasn't been twenty years, it hasn't been ten years. Exactly. So yeah. you know they haven't progressed that much and right. they're still still young. Because you know, they're I not know. they're okay, so they're not twenty five yet. Right. Let's just put that out there. Yeah. So they haven't fully thought this through. No. And it's not like they're, you know, hometown, steady job, like married, all this stuff, which I'm not saying you have to get married and everything, know. but you can clearly tell this came up and bit them in the ass. Mm-hmm. And then it fucking, they just said, let's send it. Let's keep this going. But what idiot. (laughs) But you also know that they don't have anything figured out. It's like, let's just throw our confusion onto a new life form. I would argue for being someone that's very, like, very for the population control thing that we were just talking about. I I care more about the kid than they do. Because I don't think that they're fucking ready to raise that child, and that child doesn't be deserve to be brought in, into a life of trauma and shit that's going to happen in their life. Because, and you know this, be, it, this isn't you just looking at no. people and going, "They shouldn't have a kid." No, no, no. this is knowing that person, yes, like exactly, deeply knowing a person, and you, you're like, uh-uh. I had a, a we we got a dog, and I am currently a single dad, <laughs> so that kid is going to grow up with a single dad. Yeah. Guess yeah. what? She couldn't take care of a fucking dog. Yeah, you couldn't even. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, my, my situation might not be too different from yours. Exactly, <laughs> dude. That's what I'm trying uh, to say, bro. Oh, That's shit. what I'm trying to say. I, I think, um, yeah, man. I just, I, I just, I think it's crazy. It's, it's bananas to me. It's bananas to me because it's just – it doesn't make any sense because you you think it would be – yeah, I think it's just – it, it must have been – it bit them in the ass. But even in that situation where it bit you in the ass, you've still got like a month before people start like noticing anything or like – I'm also – easy. I'm also pro-life over here. <laughs> That's the funny thing. Like Ari Shafir makes a good point. People are pro-life and they're pro-choice. They just argue two different points, and then they think that they're the same fucking point. Like, no one's denying that killing a fetus isn't taking potentially a life, but also you have the choice to do whatever you want. Yeah. So I'm not saying, like, oh, it's something that you should do all the time, like fucking abortion. Yeah. But if you want the choice to have one... It should be available. Like, obviously, it's a traumatic thing to happen. Like, no one wants no, to Nobody's do out it. there wanting abortion. Somebody's, like, right. got a punch card. Like, right. And if you are that person, I mean, fucking... The, small, the laws aren't going to stop yeah, you. Small business, fucking capitalism, I guess. Yeah. That Planned Parenthood's racking them in. So, <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, everyone's got their place in this financial world. Um, 
but yeah, I think I just I I think as far as being twenty five, like your brain hasn't even fully developed. Like I think about when I was like twenty three. Yeah. Full fucking idiot. I was an idiot. Full idiot. I'm still a fucking idiot. I traveled the world. I went to Thailand. I'm an idiot. <laughs> who does that? Who doesn't just stay at home where it's fucking comfortable? Who goes, who fucking spreads their wings like a moron? Fucking <laughs> moron, bro. Who does that? Like, yeah, dude. I, I mean, staff I, infection? I could have just stayed home and been fine. I look at myself from May. From May. Yeah, from and May. I'm a totally different person. I want different things. Uh-huh. I do things differently. Like, my whole, like, career path has changed. Like, everything is different. And now imagine... You have a little one on your hand, on your foot, grabbing a hold. And it, these people aren't coming from really bad lives where they're coming from this, from this like. <laughs> I just imagine like a little baby like reaching out <laughs> for my foot like, please, I just need some oxytocin. <laughs> like, just touch me. I got to go. Get off me. <laughs> yeah, just like walking around it. Oops, almost got you again. But could you imagine, like, they're not from these, like, from a system or a systemic thing where this is just the way life is and it's been and like you get pregnant at a young age and your mom like like from a disenfranchised area or anything. these are very well off people that do well not well but they're they're doing well like you know well off like everywhere else in their life aspect wise they're doing fine um that this is something that you know that just like I said, could you imagine? And then having the desire to do anything, and now you have a little one grabbing onto your leg, and you go, "No, but mommy and daddy want to go fucking Vegas and get yeah. drunk and be twenty and fucking live our twenties." I mean, in twenties, kind of your twenties are kind of lame. Like, yeah, it's the back end of twenty that seems sick. I mean, like, yeah. I like, all right, so I like, I went back to a, a you know, my old or my current school football game. Mm-hmm. And dude, I was just grossed out. I was like, "These people are gross." Yeah, as like, they're, they're, this is what twenty, like early twenties, looks like. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "I'm not into those people mm-hmm. anymore." It's the back into twenty to early thirties that are pretty, pretty fucking cool. Even like forties are pretty cool. Like I can actually have a decent conversation, right. and like they're into cooler shit. They're they've like shed a lot of their issues, and like they're just more secure with themselves. You don't want to be out exploring those people. Right, exactly. And like, those, get into some shit. Like, and like, cuck y- someone. And <laughs> and young twenties is crazy because, like, I have a tat. Like, I'm sure. Like, I don't. I, I I have a tattoo. I regret, but like, I don't. I don't. Like, I don't fucking hate myself. Like, it's whatever. Like, I don't really give a shit. Um, but that's just a tattoo. Like, you can easily regret things in your early 20s. And the last thing you want to regret is look at your five-year-old like, when you're in your early it. 30s and go, oh, I just love you so much. <laughs> and just white-knuckle it through the rest of your life with this fucking thing that you love. But you now resent for the rest. Of, like My mom was right. It's for the rest of your life. I mean, God forbid anything happens like Parkland shooting or something, but it's for the rest of your life that you have this thing and it'll be fucking just on you like a leech. And I know from personal being a son to somebody, 
I was miserable as a fucking son at some points. Like, yeah, and you were adopted. She even like didn't fully yeah. commit. She had a return policy. Yeah, she fucking wanted a kid. Yeah, like talk about a woman that wanted. Yeah, a I kid. guess if you adopt, that is like you want a fucking kid. Like she went down to Brazil and got one. Like you could go like. You could have gotten a Russian kid that played the violin, danced ballet and stuff, and you got a favela trash child. Favela trash child. Sick cast, my, dude. My original, my my adoptive mom was going to like, or my biological mom was going to put me on like a doorstep. Like, she already had seven of, like, seven others. <laughs> like, I don't want this one here, fucking firehouse. My mom was like, no, 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 no. I'll take your charity. And here she is. And I don't. She doesn't – I can guarantee you there were days where she fucking regretted it, and then there were six years where she lived up to that regret and sent me the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, dude, man, you got to be ready for these fucking kids. Like, all the people that we listen to in podcasts, they're all not having kids, but they're older, and they've got their shit together. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Right now, the way I look at it is like, I'll probably, something genetically yeah. will switch on where I'm like, I should yeah, have yeah, a kid. Yeah, but you'll have everything set. Like, you're not going to do it right now. Yeah. Which, even if I did do it right now, I'd be fine. I'd be well, fine. You'd, you'd, yeah. I'd be miserable, you'd be, but, like, the kid would be fine. You would be, you'd be fine, but... But, I mean, there would be a part of, there would be resentment. Yeah. There would be, like, all the shit that, even if it's subconscious, you don't want to expose the kid to that. Dude, psychologically, how many parents out there do you think hold, like, a little bit of resentment, if not, like, 25% resentment for their child that they have? Uh, In in the age group that we're talking about, or just in general? Just in general. Oh, hell, dude, probably, I would say 100%. Yeah. 100%. 95%. How crazy is that? The thing that you love the most in life, you well, hold you're gonna, like, I mean, they also do fucked up it. shit to you. Like, I mean, my dad still treats me sometimes like I'm in, like a dickhead smoking yeah. weed in seventh grade. Like, still sees me as that. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm smarter than you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just wild. It's like, as a species, we are we are monkeys that think we are way smarter than what we actually are. Yeah. Like, we think we have everything so fucking figured out. And then... It's all up to the good Lord. <laughs> it's all up to the Lord. Dude, bro. Fucking not... I'd like to read a passage, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, go for Matthew. it. Matthew. <laughs> you gotta stay hard. Hard body. Twenty twenty, dude. Fucking every day. 364, because Christmas, Christ Day, bro. Um, <laughs> never stop flexing. Always fucking, fucking hard bodied. Uh, Lord Force. <laughs> oh my god dude let's end this i gotta think of all shit right, bro yeah that coffee be hitting all right guys i appreciate you all listening there's nobody out there oh <laughs> uh, remember go to southernscrapnation.com go to itunes check out southern scrap nation um write a review get a chance to win ufc 245 and espn plus for a full year um uh, once again shout out to mexico and the philippines ufc um, plus baby <laughs> <laughs> No, we're doing ESPN Plus, guys. Do not worry. You're not getting Fight Pass. I would never do that to you, that dying platform. Um, yeah, so you can find us Instagram, Facebook, uh, iTunes, Sound, or iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, um, sunscrapnation.com for privates and uh, like lock videos, instructionals, and stuff like that, and all that fun stuff. 
also old older episodes because I see a lot of people downloading them. I got a bunch of downloads from my old. It's just people trying to keep you out of corporate. Yeah, fucking seems like it. Um, Now we're gonna play you out with Breaking Benjamin. (laughs) I will not bow. And our song "Sale" will fucking lead us out today. Let the bodies hit the floor. Disturbed. Um. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Until next time. Fucking stay hard.